Hello, Oregon. It's Monday, August 3rd. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Oregon Governor Kate Brown on Friday placed a rural eastern Oregon county back under a stay-home order after coronavirus cases there have surged. Umatilla County has become the state's viral epicenter. At 234 known cases for every 10,000 people, it has had more than five times the rate of infections as the state average. About 23% of the people who've been tested recently have learned they have the virus. That's four times more than the state's average. It's the first and only county so far sent back to the starting line. Also Friday, the governor rolled back Morrow County's status from Phase 2 to Phase 1, meaning pools and movie theaters must close and religious, civic, and cultural gatherings are restricted to 50 people indoors and out. Baker, Jefferson, Lake, Malheur, and Wasco counties are also on the watch list and could be next to roll back their openings. Police and Portland protesters clashed for the first time Saturday since state troopers took over security at the downtown Portland Federal Courthouse. While downtown protests have remained peaceful, a march on Portland's east side turned combative. Police declared the gathering an unlawful assembly and pushed protesters away from a building used by the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office on East Burnside Street, after police said protesters had thrown objects and shined lasers at officers' eyes. Protests were expected to continue downtown on Sunday. Go to OregonLive.com for the latest. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler's office circulated a plan this week to revive business downtown, which has been walloped by the double whammy of the pandemic and more than 60 nights of civil rights protests in the city's core. The three-page document focuses on five target areas, promoting public safety, addressing issues around homelessness, graffiti, cleaning up trash, and developing a downtown retail strategy. The Portland Business Alliance and several downtown business owners called the plan a step in the right direction. But business owners also expressed concerns that the plan lacked specifics and said they needed to see action now if they hoped to recover. Portland police are scrambling to respond to 15 homicides in the city in July. That's the most killings in one month in more than three decades, according to police. So far this year, 24 people have died in homicides in Portland. The most recent killing was Tuesday night, when a 34-year-old woman, Asia Roan Spears, was stabbed at a Northeast Portland residence after returning from a vigil in memory of 27-year-old Tyrell Penny, who was killed in a shooting Saturday night at Southeast Division Street and 158th Avenue. As the month came to an end Friday, more than 150 rounds were fired outside of an apartment building, striking a woman who suffered non-life-threatening injuries. No arrests have been made in connection with the incident. Consumer spending in Oregon fell by as much as a third in the days after the coronavirus pandemic hit, and Oregonians hunkered down at home. Spending levels have broadly recovered in the intervening months. As of mid-July, Oregon consumer spending was off just 7% compared to January, according to Opportunity Insights, a Harvard-based economic research team. That's despite an enormous spike in unemployment. The state's jobless rate was 11.2% in June. Spending has been helped along by stimulus payments and supercharged unemployment benefits, However, that spending isn't being distributed evenly. Opportunity Insights estimates that transportation, entertainment, and restaurant spending in Oregon all fell more than 40% from January. Spending on healthcare and apparel has rebounded, while spending on groceries remains much higher than normal. Thanks for listening. You can support this podcast and our local journalism with a subscription to Oregon Live. 
go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.